Welcome to Deep Well Astrology. I'm Allison Disler, a psychological astrologer and somatic educator. And in this podcast, we'll explore how astrology can illuminate our embodied consciousness and nourish our soul. Greetings, everyone. Today is Thursday, June 30th, 2022, and we're still riding on the tails of our recent new moon in Cancer and entry into Cancer season. So I've been away a few weeks for a somatic movement educator course through Body Mind Centering out in Oregon, and then perhaps you can tell I have been resting due to COVID, which for me has been a mildly roving all around my body system kind of experience. So you can hear it. It's landed mostly in my nose and sinuses at this time, but still fairly mild. And while I sound funny today, I do feel okay. And I'm glad to be back on my way to feeling better. From an astrologer's point of view, cancer season is a really fruitful time for rest and restoration. To allow the present moment of nurturance to fruit. In the Northern Hemisphere, Cancer season comes in right around the time where the days are their longest. Light is its longest. And even the nighttime, the lunar time, is warm and inviting. The plants are nurtured by the sun, and places where the sun is very hot, the lunar light, the twilight, provides respite or shade. I can't help but remember and think about children and kids on summer break during this time. Basking in the water, folks on rafts, floating, and soaking up that non-hurriedness of the long light. Cancer as an archetype is about stewardship, nurturance, and internal waters. It can connect us with what we deeply care about and link us with questions of personal and familial or community nurturance. How do we take care, or what do we deeply care about? So it's nice to be able to center back into astrological points of view on nourishment and self-care. And for that, having a moon in Cancer, we've already looked at that in episode 33. So if you've got a moon in Cancer, go back to episode 33, and you can review that. But for this episode, we're going to skip a few moons forward into astrologically informed self-care for a moon in Libra. If you've listened to other episodes in this particular series, you've heard this before, but it's important to say again that by personalizing and understanding that there are at least 12 different archetypal lenses to look at self-care through, since there are 12 different natal moons, And if we deepen that one step further, since each of the 12 moons can be placed in one of the 12 houses, most basically we gather 144 distinct archetypally informed ways to look at self-care and nurturance. And this doesn't even take into account the fact that the moon in each of our charts touches on an aspect often to other planets, which creates a more nuanced understanding of how we can approach the topic of self-care. All of this to say, let's throw away the prescriptive cultural cookie-cutter suggestions about self-care 
and nurturance that are based on general mass generic factors, such as everyone will benefit or be nourished by daily seated meditation, or have yourself a bath and a glass of wine, or talk therapy is definitely good for most people. And why some people may benefit and feel tremendously nourished by these familiar suggestions. If we look to the moon sign, we can understand more deeply why this may be so or not. The moon sign is not the only place in a chart we may look for self-nurturance, but it's a good place to start. I read the moon in our natal charts as pointing to a few different things. The perception of the mother or primary care figure. Two, as an indicator of emotional processing style and pace. Three, as intimately tied in with the body somatically, especially in digestive processes and fluids of the body. And four, and what we'll primarily focus on in this podcast, which is how a person can feel or approach feeling emotionally nourished or satisfied. As a water-dominant elemental person myself, I intuitively understand the meaning of emotional nourishment. But for those who are struggling with this as a concept, I'd like us to return to some of the basics of developmental nourishment, because if we are here, if we're alive now and present and listening to this podcast, many things have gone well, and you have grown yourself from an embryo into the birth experience, and you've grown beyond that into satiation with food and growing your body and your bones. So nourishment beyond the satiation of food as an adult, as we're here now, still lays in the fundamental developmental principles of nourishment, which are safety, bonding, comfort, and curiosity. So when we are feeling emotionally nourished personally, we are more apt and are able to access feelings or body states of safety, comfort, bonding, and curiosity. And so these are not in one particular order, but they serve each other in a reciprocity. These are feelings or bodily states that we all have had some experience with, more or less, at some point in our lifeline, even if it's been remotely long ago. Because once again, we're the living proof of that. So we have made it. With all of that being said, we each have an opportunity to refine and keep in touch with how we cultivate and steward self-nurturance through our whole adult lifeline. So as we continue through this episode, we'll center in on self-care and nourishment for a moon in Libra. If you have a moon in Libra, your moon is ruled by the element of air of cardinal initiatory air. Air is communal and it is a shared element. Air is basically movable and it correlates with themes of humanity, such as rationality, aesthetics, ideas, mentality, and interrelatedness. A moon in Libra may be nourished by some of these ideas or ideals, as well as ideas or ideals of balance, harmony, beauty, fairness, and justice. Libra moon can be nourished by sharing conversation 
or ideals with others in the spirit of interrelatedness, as well as elements of fair communal dealings and situations where all sides have their fair hearing. A Libra moon thrives and feels nourished by people and places that are balanced, fair-minded, centered in equality and justice, or where reciprocity of listening and sharing are exercised. Other elements of harmony and balance that a Libra moon may feel nourished by are places that are beautiful or aesthetically pleasing, like art museums, old architecture, gardens, even the formal organized beauty of places like hospitals, or in some cases government or places of law and order. Take a moment to reflect if you have a Libra moon or know someone who does. What of this rings true for you? And what would you add to this? Are there any other words besides balance, harmony, justice, and interrelatedness, and idealism or ideals that you really associate with your Libra moon? If you have a Libra moon, this also indicates how your mother, figure, or primary care person could have been perceived by you. It's important to think a minute about whether this person was actually inherently like that or seemed like that due to your personal impressions. So if you have access to your personal caregiver or your mother's chart, how much Libra did they actually have in their chart and how much of how you perceived them was Libra-like? In the case of a Libra moon, the primary care person could have been perceived as being concerned and motivated or centered in fairness, equality, or justice, trying to keep things or make things equal. They could have been perceived as involved in justice, either personally, ethically, or for their work. This person could have also been perceived as either over-idealistic or principled, knowing or having one most perfect or right way to do something sort of a high morality, or conversely, someone who is able to see all sides of the story or of others so much so that they came off as indecisive or never able to take any one side or viewpoint. This person could have also been perceived as well-balanced and into beautiful parts of humanity, like language arts, poetry, art, jewelry, and places where human harmony and civilized conversations and displays were celebrated, maybe like the theater. Perhaps a high-minded morality may be intact in this person. I think it's very valuable to examine what we need to feel emotionally nourished according to moon sign right up next to our perception of the primary care figure, because for most of us, the primary care person was the person who taught us about nourishment or offered us nourishment as a bridge from the embryonic world into the air-based earth world. At first schooling, if you will, we learn from them. They're our initiation point into humanity, even though prior to that, we had all we needed almost to nourish ourselves embryologically. And depending on how well-nourished our primary care person or mother figure was, able to be in herself or themselves, and if they could relate with those primary developmental nourishment themes such as comfort, safety, bonding, and curiosity, 
that colors how well they were able to model and offer us this human nourishment or nurturance. So we learned from that. So for you, Libra Moon, some of the ways that you perceived your primary care person are actually direct information signals to how you can today take up a practice of self-nurturance. For example, if you perceived your primary care person as fair-minded or able to see all sides of a situation, you may ask yourself, do I feel nourished by being the kind of person that sees all sides of a discussion or situation? Or do I feel nourished by being in a situation where I can examine all sides? You can work with all these perceptions like that and try them on for size. So before we go to the next section for some practical tips, take a moment to write or reflect on this perceptual and personal nourishment interrelationship. You might make a list of all of the ways that you perceived your primary care figure or mother figure, these Libran kind of qualities, and then take those statements and turn them around and see if you can grok any more information about how your Libra moon feels nourished. Welcome back. Perhaps already you may have had some insights to how you can start to or continue to cultivate nourishment and self-care for your Libra moon. And if not, not to worry, in this section I'll offer a few practical ideas. Remember, these are just general suggestions to try, but by listening you may be able to refine or even develop more specific details about one or more of these ideas that would feel especially interesting or nourishing to you. If you have a Libra moon, you might consider how often you go to a place that exudes a sense of harmony and or aesthetic, refined beauty. Consider what that means to you. Where would you go to be bathed in this kind of energy or feeling? You could consider jotting down a list of places or just thinking about that in your mind. You could also recall events or situations that inspire or have inspired this feeling for you. And then make a point as often as your life allows to incorporate this aesthetic into your daily, weekly, or monthly rituals. If you don't have the ability to go somewhere, consider where you are, where you live. Could you bring any more environmental balance, beauty, or harmony to your current living situation? Even if you're in a room quite often, what would you add to that? What could help that balancing of that space or that room or even the office that you're working in? Another element to cultivate nourishment for Libra Moon is to check in with your current community of support, the folks around you, friends, family, and professionals with whom you can talk, especially about your emotions or your thoughts about your emotions. So I want to be clear that there is sort of a difference between emotions like raw feeling and then the thought process going around processing the feeling of emotion. So a Libra moon in the emotional processing style may be more apt to need to verbalize or 
relate about their emotions through words or intellectualize or rationalize. And it can be helpful to have an audience, a friend, a trusted mentor, a therapist, someone to bounce off those thoughts with. Libra is an interrelated communal sign. So it's likely that if you have a lot of Libra placements or other air placements, you may have a lot of people or a lot of relationships in your life. And it can be helpful to identify who and where you are and to reference yourself to not just juggle everyone else as related to you, to have a place or places that you can center yourself in as a central reference point so that you can exercise that gift you have for the multi-directional, all sides approach you often have to life. So folks to support you in your self-centeredness or your self-container might be really nourishing to that Libra moon. Finally, if you don't already have a reading hobby, you might consider how books, poetry, words, and the philosophies of writers shapes the sphere of human society, of how we think, what we care about, and what underpins the fabric of our culture. Books, novels, poetry, and nonfiction are harmonic, organized, and distilled expressions of human ideologies, both tragic and beautiful. When is the last time a good book changed or touched your worldview? And do you allow yourself time to engage with the written word? What's more, is a little challenge here, and as a cardinal sign, strong sign, a Libra, I'm sure you're up for it. If you have a Libra moon and you have a reading practice, consider reading books also that allow you to exercise that versatility and agility of mind and read something from someone else's point of view that you may disagree with or that feels very foreign to you so that you can absorb that point of view to allow your multivalent mind to be exercised and have a practice not reading just what pleases you, but also the other side of things too. So when you can go out there, enjoy some beauty, and enjoy some good books. Until next time, breathe deep, linger long.